Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rob, and I'm back with episode number 244 of Shut Up and Grind. So if you are brand new to the show, we're all about overcoming obstacles. We're about defying the odds, mainly because I have done both. So I have a lot of insights to share in both of those topics. And then I bring guests from all over the world. I've had guests from six different continents. The show is heard in 44 different countries. And who thought? I had no clue what I was doing when I started this. And here we are now. And so if you're joining me over on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Like and share the video. Same with the Facebook pages. Like and share. Questions are accepted. You know, we will do our best to answer them on air. Sometimes there's a lot of questions. Sometimes there's no questions. Either way, it's good. So my guest today, we are, we are going to be talking about getting your mind right. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, here we go. Another show about mindset. Somebody telling me you got to get my mind right and all that good stuff. But no, we're going to give you the hows. We're going to show you how to unlock the power of your mind so you can accomplish everything that you want to in your life. So helping me have this conversation coming to me all the way from Maryland is Danielle Matthews. Good afternoon. <laughs> Hey, Robert, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Awesome. So talk to me. Well, actually, you said you're in Florida now, so I, I'm lying to the audience already. I said, said you were joining me from <laughs> Maryland. I grew Damn up it. in Maryland. My story, the big <laughs> obstacle I had is all back in Maryland. But yeah, now I'm living okay. in the sunshine. All right. So were you born and raised there? I was. I was born and raised in Maryland, right outside of Annapolis. Okay, nice. And so what brought you down to Florida? Uh, the guy I was dating at the time. <laughs> so, okay, gotcha. Yep, he was down there, and it was you know, I, uh, my world was pretty open. I was coming back to the United States in a big, big way, and uh, when I when I got my life back, I went, all right, where do I want to be? He was down there. It made sense to come that way. Okay, good, good, good. All right, so tell me a bit about about yourself, about your background. Yeah, my background, interestingly, is in biology. So I've always been fascinated by how the body works. Okay. Uh, I went to school at University of Virginia. That's what I studied. But uh, right out of school, I actually went and did Teach for America. So I, I taught for a couple of years uh, out in Denver, Colorado. And I taught sixth grade math. Had a blast. Uh, but then my world took a big turn. And uh, it's every, everything changed from there. And so, you know, now, gosh, I... I've spent the last 10 years overcoming uh, something that doctors told me I never would. And that was a traumatic brain injury. And okay. now what do I do? I inspire people. I, I help other people overcome what's going on in their worlds. And I help people get their health back, which is what I did, even though the medical community told me I never would. Love that. Love that. Love that. Not the fact that you had a brain injury. <laughs> the, the fact that you came back from it. <laughs> Honestly, no, I got to tell you, like, I have so much gratitude towards it. And day of or even like the first year after, if you just said I'd ever been grateful for it, I probably would have punched you in the face. But <laughs> it's like I look back now and I'm like, wow, because of that, it put me on such a different track, you know, and yes. it's like the person I've become, the people I've gotten to touch, the, the lives have changed. It's like, thank goodness that happened. Um, I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but sure. <laughs> yes. See, and as I was telling you before we went live about the last episode, she had said the same thing, you know, and about something coming back from something like that. But she even said that too. Like, like, had that not happened, I wouldn't have gotten here, yep. you know? So it's like getting to a place of accepting that is huge because people know the whole premise of this show was because I, too, was told I would never run a jump again, mm. you know, af after a bad knee injury, you know, from from the, the medical professional, you know, telling me that. And I was like, you don't you don't get to decide that. <laughs> you, know, you know, I was like, you don't get to that. You, you stitch me back together and then I'll take the wheel. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so so let's get into what happened to you. So let's re let's yeah, uh, revisit. So we've got to take you back. It was June of 2012. Uh, I was in Baltimore City. For those of you that know Maryland, I was on South Charles Street uh, in Baltimore, 7 a.m. I was driving to meet my parents on a Saturday morning for a wedding, and uh, there's nobody on the street. And all of a sudden, I saw a car. And it's so interesting. I don't know if any of you have ever been in accidents, but it's like everything goes in slow motion because mm -hmm. I. I saw like the tire of the car come across the midline. And I remember thinking like, oh, this guy's turning, you know, and then he didn't turn. And I thought, oh, he's like swerving around something, you know, and I'm looking in his lane and there's nothing in his lane. 
And then, you know, I'm kind of like the next thing you do is like, look at the driver, like, Hey, what are you doing? You know? Mm -hmm. And I look up and the guy is completely passed out, slumped head down. And I had nowhere to go. You know, I couldn't swerve because there was parked cars along the street and he hit me head on, uh, completely like headlight to headlight. My car spun airbags went off, you know, the whole thing. And thank goodness there was a group of runners. There were like 10 of them out running. Um, and they saw they were right there on that same block. They saw the whole thing happen. So they were at my car pretty instantly, um, got me out of it. I looked pretty, I looked pretty good. Like <laughs> my body was okay. I got burned by the airbags, but, uh, it became very clear, very quickly that something was off in my head. Um, they kept telling me originally that it was just shock. You know, the paramedics came and they said, you know, we're not even going to take you in. Like all you're experiencing is shock, you know, it's normal. It'll, it'll pass. And I remember yeah. thinking like, well, I've never been in an accident before. So <laughs> this is obvious, right? Like I feel out of it. Um, but you know, my, my parents, even they came to the scene, they got me, they took me to a concussion clinic and an emergency care. And these guys missed it. They just said to me, no, you're going to have some whiplash symptoms and you're just in shock. Like you're going to be fine. And in the days and weeks and then months and years that followed, it became very clear I wasn't fine. And what had happened was my my brain had hit my skull and it had torn like the myelin sheet. So they did a CT scan on me. I looked fine. <laughs> there was no big shift in my brain. I didn't have what's classified as a, you know, I had a mild traumatic brain injury, which I think is an oxymoron, but I didn't have a more severe one where I had a bleed or anything that they could like pick up on their scans. And so I kind of felt a little crazy, honestly, Robert, because <laughs> the doctors are saying, we don't see anything wrong with you. And I'm like, I can't focus for more than 10 minutes. I couldn't handle light. Like it literally mm-hmm. felt like when somebody shines a flashlight in your eye. Yes. That's what natural light felt like to me. Like it was all so overwhelming and noise. Like I couldn't handle, I would hear everything at the same level. So I would hear the AC going. I would hear the person's knife on their plate. I would hear the people talking and I'd hear it all at the same level. So it was just like this cacophony of noise that was overwhelming, Um, super dizzy. And all I wanted to do was sleep. You know, my parents said my mood was (laughs) person. There was no filter left on me. yeah, and I had migraines. I mean, that was probably the worst part is my head felt like it was constantly going to explode. And the doctors didn't really have much for me. They said, you know, with this type of injury, it should clear up in a month. And then it didn't. Uh, I couldn't work. My job. And I was back in with my parents. And it was like, you got to focus on getting well, which was like another trauma because I was 23 years old. All of a sudden, I'm not independent anymore. I can't earn an income. I'm being told we don't know when you're going to be able to do something like that again. And uh, my world, what I thought was me, (laughs) was just crumbling away. You know, I couldn't hang out with friends. I was a big snowboarder. I used to snowboard every weekend. Couldn't ride. They told me you can never ride again. If you ever hit your head again, you know, you're going to cause a lot of problems. And um yeah, I ended up having severe panic attacks. I had severe anxiety and depression. And sometimes I gloss over this, but it's like, it was bad. I mean, I used to like all of a sudden just hyperventilate. Like I couldn't, I, it would just come over me. I'd soak my whole shirt from sweat, from tears. And uh, it was intense. And I just, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, take, take me back to when the doctors first said that to you. What was your initial reaction? So talking about the shock about like, you'll never be able to do these things again. Oh yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I was still grasping on like these doctors are wrong. (laughs) Like I literally still had money that I was going to pay towards a a house in Breckenridge with a group of friends of mine. And they were like, you know, Danny, like you can just come for free if you want to come. Like, cause they could see, they could see Mm -hmm. that like, she's not okay. And I'm like, no, I'm going to get past this. Like I've been an athlete my whole life. So I was not hearing them. I was like, no, you're, you know, you're wrong. Uh, It was not until the one year appointment that it really sunk in because my neurologist literally said to me, Danielle, with this type of injury, your body has done all the healing that it will do. And he said, this is just your new normal. You need to shape your life around your symptoms and you need to move on. And I remember thinking, thank God, something within me said, well, you're fired. 
<laughs> this isn't going to be my normal. A 24 year old cannot like live a life like this, you know? But it was at that moment that I realized, you know, I had been internally, I had been pushing and I look at life, Robert, with a very simple equation. It's like the external world plus your internal response to it equals your reality. Okay. And so the external world, like the car accident, the brain injury, all this stuff that it felt like I had no control over. The only thing I could control was my reaction to it, my interaction with it. And up until that point, I had been frustrated. I had been angry. I had been refusing to accept it. You know, I was in complete resistance. And my reality was one where I was anxious, depressed, completely overwhelmed, feeling awful. You know, my world was continuing to just kind of feel like falling apart. And I said, all right, what, what can I do? And I thought, you know what? I can decide to find happiness within this. Like that is an internal choice. It's yes. Let, let me pause you. Let, let me pause you right there. I'm going to write that down so you can pick that up. Find happiness within this. Happiness within. All right. I, I want to back up to something you said that was that was pretty powerful. That I feel like a lot of people struggle in this area is when your doctor, when your neurologist said what he said, your response was, well, you're fired. <laughs> right. And it's like it sounds funny, but it's true, because as as a fitness coach, People are constantly getting dinged. You know, when you're an athlete, you're going to pull something. You're going to roll an ankle. You know, like these things happen just over time, especially those of us over 40 pushing 50. Yeah. And I, I constantly ask people, did you get a second opinion? Like, right. have you spoke to someone else? Well, no. There's 7 billion people on this planet. There's got to be someone that knows how to fix what you're dealing with. <laughs> you know, they're like, I don't have just one physical therapist that I go to. I have multiple. And if I go to one, if I don't like what he or she says, I go to find someone else. And I did the same thing with my primary care when uh, I was having issues with my knees. Said, oh, that's simple. Just stop, stop running. Never went to see him again. And yeah. I found I found a primary care that's also a sports physician. Mm. You know, and so now he speaks my language. Like he understands the mind of an athlete. Yeah. And, you know There's I mean? a professional for everything. This is what I yes. learned. Like I ended up getting in the hands of a therapist and he said, thank God you landed on my couch. Like he was joking, but he was like, you know, thank God you did because I, my career has prepared me for a case like yours. Yes. And it's like, you got to keep searching and looking. And what I learned is you have to be your own advocate. I think yes. so many times we think, oh, well, doctors know best. I need like, almost like they're better than me. They're above me. They're well-trained mm -hmm. in their specialty, but sometimes they don't know what they don't know. And they're yes. in one lane very clearly. And so they don't see outside of that lane. Yep. And I learned um, because of this, that you have to be an advocate and that sometimes there's answers that are alternative, you know, that aren't coming through a, you know, a prescription drug or a surgery or some sort of protocol like that. They come through supporting your system, your body in healing itself. You know, and that's ultimately we got we got to get to that because that's and that ended up being what I did and what something that I found that changed everything. But I I want everyone to really realize, like, I don't care what your doctor says. Your mind is what determines your reality. OK, if you accept what they say, then you're done. That's it. If you don't, then you're going to find a solution. I, it might take a little while. But if you say, no, this I refuse to accept this as my reality. I picture myself in full health you will create full health for yourself again. I promise you, I'm living proof of it. Yeah. I was told like, this is it. No. And I said, no, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then, and then I started to shift things. And that's, I mean, that's the process I love to teach people because it's an internal job, you know, and that will shift the external world. It will bring in the right people that you need, uh, but you got to be open to it. Yeah. See, I love that. And just maybe four and a half, maybe three and a half hours ago, I was sitting down at the gym doing a doing a initial consultation, and it was the woman and and her husband. And the woman was saying, "You know, I need something that's going to motivate me. And if I find that something, then I'll I know I'll stick with it and I'll reach my goals." And I said, "Well, right out of the gate, before you hand me a cent, we have to reframe that." Yep. I said, "So we're going to sit there and we're going to pick your goal apart, and that goal." has to be your driving force. I said, so if you if you start depending on it, what if something happens to me? You know, like, what if I can't teach anymore? What what if I get a different opportunity? Like, there's so many what ifs. 
So you can't put your goals and your wants in my hands. It has to be on your hands. And that was why when, cause like, I don't do too much in, into the background of my guests. Cause I like, I like the conversations to just organically flow, but I did read a little bit of, of your bio. And that's why I was like, this is perfect because I've lived it too. So I know between the two of us, you know, <laughs> it's, we're both saying the exact same thing. Like it's not the, what happened. Right. It's the, how did you get through it? Yep. You know, it's like, that's the inspiration. Exactly. Yes. It's the internal response to it. And so, you know, and, and like, if people can understand this, literally anything in their life, it's like you take the power back. When you realize that the power is within, that you get to decide, you get to determine, everything changes. Yep. Everything changes. It's not saying that you accept or condone. I don't condone that guy's behavior that hit me. You know, I'm not saying that that was an okay thing. But what I said was, I accept that this has happened. And once I yes. accepted that it had happened, I could move from a place of power to say, all right, well, how do I want to interact and be with it? And what can I do? Like from where I am with what I have, what step can I take? And yes. what I realized was my emotional world needed to get under control because I, I could not, like anxiety, the depression, it was too much. And I said, I can choose happiness. And so I started to think, well, how in the hell do you do that in this situation? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> And I, uh, someone suggested a gratitude journal, which I think we've all heard it. But what I want to say, have you actually done it? Because maybe you did it for a day. Then half of you probably didn't even get to day two. And then not many of you got to day three. I can guarantee you not many of you made it then to 30 days, 60, 90. Do it for a whole year. What I said was, I will write one thing I'm grateful for for an entire year before I go to bed. And I would sit and stare at this. I still have, I still have it. I'd stare at this notebook and I, I'm like, there is nothing, you know, nothing. And eventually I'd say, okay, like that strawberry that was in my salad today was really good. <laughs> like I'm, grateful <laughs> for salad, right? I'm grateful for that strawberry. And then, you know, slowly, they, oh, my friend called me. Oh, well, this made me laugh, you know? And then all of a sudden it was like, I could write 10 pages of things I'm grateful for. Like, just looking outside at nature, stepping, like watching my dog run around. Like all of a sudden I became so present with life. Yes. I was like magic literally all around me. And I was Love missing it. it before because I was so obsessed with all the other things I was doing. And I wasn't, I wasn't seeing the world for what it was and all, all of the things that I was really blessed to have around me. And so that shift, I didn't know at the time, but I was tapping into a universal law, the law of vibration where, you know, like emotions like depression, fear, anxiety, they hold a very low energy, you know? And for people that aren't familiar with this sort of language, it's like, you can walk into a room and like you've walked in before and been like, that person's angry <laughs> or that, <laughs> right? You feel the energy. And so yes. there is an energy that's held with these emotions and the energy that goes along with gratitude, joy, happiness, it's a much higher vibration. And the vibration you hold it's like like attracts like. You start to attract in things at that vibration. It's why when someone, you, like we all know somebody that's like life is always like going down. It's like one tragedy yeah. after another, one thing after another. And you're like yeah. looking at it. Why? It's because they're holding a lower frequency. And so they're going to continue to bring it in. And then you got people that it's like, how is this person always so successful? Right? They're always in the right place. They're always meeting the right people. They're always having success in business an inside job it's because they're holding a very clear vibrational frequency and what was crazy robert like i didn't realize this i didn't know about these laws i didn't understand how the universe worked i mean this is like as real as the law of gravity yeah. and so what happened was the answer to what i needed to actually recover and rebuild from my brain injury got drawn in and literally through a phone call from an acupuncturist that had known my mom she called and she said i've started using something in my practice it literally goes in at the cellular level and helps the body to repair in the way that the body knows how using the same signaling. And she said, every client of mine is having results, all of them, different results. Some of them athletes, it's pushing them in their workouts more. They're recovering faster. Some of them, you know, chronically ill issues. And she said, I believe it would pass the blood brain barrier and help Danielle. So yeah, that, like, again, you can, sometimes it's like, you can connect dots moving backwards. At the time, I didn't really understand what I had done. You know, it was like, I was unconsciously competent at what I had done, <laughs> consciously realizing what had happened. But so this, 
this solution enters, right? And it's so funny because I actually missed it. So my mom brings this stuff home and you can see me for those that can see it's that blue bottle behind me, right? My mom brings this stuff home and she says, uh, she tells me what her friend has told her. And I looked at the back of the bottle and the back of the bottle said that the ingredients were water and sodium chloride. And I was like, mom, <laughs> I think you just purchased salt water from your friend and she's involved in a scam and I'm not interested. <laughs> and uh, it was interesting because my mom just, she's super intuitive and she's like, no, Danielle, this is the answer. Like, this is what we've been looking for. And isn't it funny how in life sometimes like the answer is right in front of us and we don't see it. Yes. You know, we're expecting it to look a different way. Like I was expecting to wake up one day and just be healthy again. And like, that's what I was expecting. I didn't realize, well, I'm going to be delivered the things that my body needs <laughs> to get me to that state, you know? So for yes. six months, I ignored this stuff. Um, it was at the house and I, I'll never forget. My mom started drinking it because I refused to. And my mom, I don't know if you deal with any of your clients with this, but my mom had bone on bone in her hands mm. and she couldn't make a full fist because the inflammation was so bad. Yes. And it's like, she started drinking, they're called redox signaling molecules. She starts drinking it. And six weeks into it, she gets full range of motion back in her hands. Wow. And I remember thinking like my degrees in biology, right? And I'm like, she's mm -hmm. having a placebo. Like that stuff didn't do it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but my dad, he's a huge athlete. He played college football. He had a career ending injury to his knee, um, tore his ACL. And so he's always had issues with that knee, like for 30 years. Yeah. And so he's looking at my mom and going, now she was in a lot of pain. <laughs> like, you don't just get rid of that. I know because of my knee. And so he starts using it 10 days into it. My dad's like, I'm, I'm out walking the dog and he runs up to me and he's like, Danny, look. And I'm like, what am I looking at dad? And he goes, <laughs> I don't have my knee brace on. He worked, my dad works out every day, always with the brace. And he's like, I am running further. I'm rowing further. He goes, I feel like I'm 20 years old again. I'm not like, I'm repairing super fast. I'm not sore. He said, this stuff's incredible. And uh, that's when we kind of launched into the research behind it. And at the time, all the research on this was with athletes and what it was doing to help repair, you know, for an athlete after working out. And um, I just thought, okay, maybe, maybe there's something to this, right? I became like cautiously optimistic. Uh, but interestingly enough, and I don't know if, if you've come across this, but I think it was almost like I was done hoping that I was going to find a solution because I had found happiness where I was. And it was like the idea of hoping was almost like, oh, man, I don't want to be disappointed again because I had tried. Everything. Uh, but I thought, well, you got to keep trying until you find it, you know? Yes. And, um, you just never give up. You just have to be relentless in the pursuit of it. It's that consistency. And so anyway, I started using um, these redox molecules. It's like a liquid you drink. And it wasn't immediate. But the third month of using it, the pounding in my head stopped for the first time in two years. Okay. No it was like, okay, what's going on? I started to be able to concentrate again. I had energy again. And I remember my cognitive therapist, again, talking about seeking out professionals, right? I went to this cognitive therapist weekly for over a year. And she was teaching me, you know, how to adapt my life with my brain injury, right? Because like, I would turn on the stove, and then I'd forget that I was cooking, you know, I would do things that like, could potentially be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so she was teaching me, you know, how to, how to do things to, to make life work. Um, but I remember sitting across from her and she said to me, Danielle, you know, I've worked with brain injury for 30 years and I've never seen somebody have such a rapid recovery so far out from their initial trauma. I was two years out from the accident. Yeah. She said, with your type of injury, it just simply doesn't happen. What the hell is that stuff you started drinking? And I remember sitting there and laughing and saying, I thought it was salt water. I said, I have no idea what it is. <laughs> and, and that was an inflection point in my life. Like she was this catalyst because she said, well, all my other clients need to know about it. And I said, yeah, you're right. They do, you know, and the biologist in me got super curious. So we got in touch with a, a doctor that worked with it. He got on the phone with us. And what was so crazy was talk about finding the right doctors, right? He said he was not impressed at all. He was like, oh, well, how much did you take and how long did it take? And I was like, what do you know and what have you seen that you're so nonchalant that something permanent you know, is shifting within three months of using this? Like I was all ears, you know, after that. And what I heard that man say, it lit something up in me. 
because I just went, you know, the potential of this, right? To go into each person's body, animal, plant, person, and stimulate the repair process. Like the implications of that are so profound. Like it was like, I had to step back and go, are you like, are you kidding me? And is this really real? And then it's like, well, it is real. Like look at my own life, you know? So that launched me into God, the last seven, eight years. I've been educating people on this. I've watched the wildest things happen uh, in people's lives. I get paid in goosebumps, <laughs> you know, watching what this has done for people. And I just look back and I go, you know, that guy hadn't chosen to drive that morning and my accident hadn't happened. I would not have found this health technology. I would not have been in a position to educate people about it. And like, literally I've touched thousands of people. Where would they be? And like the ripple effect of things in life, it's like everything. I look at obstacles now. This is actually, I, I just finished my, my ebook on this. I call it Mind Control. It's all in your head. Because I look at obstacles now. That's the whole thing is about. And you have to go, okay, this is happening for me. So what is it revealing? You know, what is the lesson I'm supposed to learn? Because the triggers in life are our teachers. Yeah. And if we're not open to the lesson, <laughs> like we get stuck. <laughs> having the same obstacle, you know, different faces, different situations, but it's the same lesson you're supposed to be learning. Yes. I love that because we run away from the lesson. Most people, they run away. They like, they don't want to re relive the pain because they make it about them. Yeah. Like I say this on almost every single, every single episode. If you want to get through something, you have to make it more than just about you. Because if you keep it just about you, then A, it's selfish. <laughs> but but B, you're not learning anything. You're not going to heal from it. And you're not going to help inspire someone else and help them heal from whatever is troubling them. Because like, as I'm listening to you, six years ago, my sister had a brain aneurysm burst. Oh. And so she's still she's still here with us, but she's still battling. You oh. know, she's still battling. So So, you know, I'm going to tag her in this episode and let her listen to your story because like she yeah. she goes she goes through moments so she have moments where she's really positive and then she's other there's other moments where it's like why did this happen to me right you know and so well, it's interesting then, let's talk about that for a minute because the not that it's not just your sister like i had it too and i think a lot of people it's the victim mentality like if yes. you are in a victim mentality you're stuck yes. because you've given your power to somebody else you're saying yes. somebody has or some situation or some person has some power over you that's causing something in you and i remember a teacher of mine i study yogic philosophy i just i think the yogis spent their lives you know trying to solve problems like if there was one single truth that if we all knew solved everything what would that truth mm -hmm. be yeah. and i'm like okay well <laughs> what is the truth you know and anyway the the lesson here though was that the way it was described, yogis call it as like a karmic seed. And so they say like, you have all these seeds, like a seed would be in a garden. And in a garden, you know, nothing is going to come through unless it's the right weather conditions. You know, you got to have enough rain, the, the light, whatever it is, the right nutrition, the soil, and then things can sprout up. And that weather pattern is what allows that seed to actually like see its potential and see what's within the earth. And they said, people, each of us, have these karmic seeds. They might be from, you know, traumas that we experienced as a child before we could process things, you know, different things from our past that get stuck within us. And they typically are holding a lower frequency. Okay. So talking about that vibrational scale, why am I drawing things in like this? Because something's holding you down. Yes. And so the right weather pattern has to come. That is the boss at your office that ticks you off. That is the car accident. That is the divorce. That is insert obstacle challenge person, right? The weather pattern that creates something inside of us where something gets triggered. And this is where people get it all wrong because they blame the person, the situation, you know? Yes. And, but it's like, the thing is in, within you. Like, you're the one that got angry. You're the one that's fearful. You're the one thinking I'm not love. You're the one having whatever the issue is, right? That's within you. And that's your opportunity. That's the opportunity to say, oh, I didn't realize that was unresolved inside of me. Like, thank you, boss, <laughs> for showing me that this was unresolved inside of me, right? And it's like, if you don't look at everything as an opportunity for internal growth, like you're getting it wrong. We are here 
on this planet at this time to have moments where we grow, we become more. And through that, we show other people how to become more. And that's the evolution, you know, but that self-awareness is the first step. And when you have these triggers come up, they're your teaching moments. And that's when you're supposed to look in and resolve them. Otherwise you've got big problems. See, and I just want to piggyback on that because that happens for every facet of life. It doesn't matter what it is you're dealing with. It doesn't have to be coming off of, you know, a traumatic injury, coming out of a, a bad relationship or an abusive relationship. It could just, it could be in fitness. Like I tell people, for, for you to, to reach your fitness goals, you have to accept where you are. You have to accept where you are right now, today. You have to forget about what you used to do. Like nobody cares what you, I don't care how many marathons you ran. I don't care how much you used to bench press. That has nothing to do with right now, today. And we're going to take steps forward to get you better from today on. And just like you were saying about having mental control, like I, I, I call it command. I'm like, you are in command of your mental state. And like, once you reach that level of command, nothing can shake you. And that's what going through my in, my knee injury taught me that somebody else tried to, to put a destination for my life and yeah. say, this is what you're not going to be able to do. And it had nothing to do with proving that person wrong. Right. I was just like, I think I know what I'm capable of. But mm-hmm. now the question I'm going to pose to you, I want to get your thoughts on this. So now you're an athlete. I'm an athlete. And I don't, I don't ever say former athlete because... I mean, I still do compete in a lot of different things, but the athlete mentality never leaves you, right? So for you going through all of that, I can see it because when you're an athlete, you battle through everything. Like you're, you're used to going through fires to get to whatever your destination is. But what do you say to that person that's never had that mentality, that person that, that's never worked out, that's never really been pushed and was just okay being okay in life. Like, mm-hmm. what do you say to that person to help them reframe their mindset? Yeah, well, like, things are tough, but so are you. You know, yes. there's something within you that you haven't tapped into yet. Like, you're connected to the infinite. You have so much potential. People, human potential is the most underutilized resource. Yes, what I tell people is like, you don't understand that this, like, think about a game. If you had a game and you knew exactly how to win, would you really want to play it? Mm. Like, it wouldn't be any fun. <laughs> you yeah. know, like the fun <laughs> is in the challenges, the unexpected obstacles, you know, the turn of events, uh, because it requires you to think, to go within and get creative and like become more. And so whatever's happening in your life, you have that same perspective and go, oh, okay, well, this is, this is making it fun, right? What can I find within me? You know, how can I overcome this? Because the antidote is always within the obstacle, but the trick is your becoming, right? And when you realize that it's there for you and that it's an opportunity for you to go within and pull something different without, from out of you, like you get excited about it. I like when a challenge is coming too, I'm like, okay, this is about to get good. Like, what am I about to learn about myself? You know? yeah. <laughs> Something more is coming. And what's interesting is life prepares you for the next step. Yes, okay? I agree. So things will happen. There will come a time where all of a sudden, like, this stuff hits the fan. It all feels like it's falling apart. Why? Because you're done with that, that phase of the game, right? We're on to phase two, three, four, whatever it is. And you're going to require different skills. And so you have to go through the challenges to get the skills. You know, I was uniquely prepared to do what I'm doing. I got a degree in biology. I understand the body really well. I taught for two years, right? Mm -hmm. To sixth graders. So I learned how to communicate well in a concise way. Then I went through a trauma. I learned the power of our own mind, but I found a technology that now has to, it's a breakthrough in science. It requires education, you know, and people want to know, is it really real? I'm living proof. And it's like, I had no idea when I was in college, that's why I was getting my biology degree, you know, (laughs) you don't know why things are happening, but you gotta, you gotta flow with life sometimes and just trust, not resist it. Because I remember a teacher said to me one time, Danielle, what you resist will persist. Don't resist. You need to sometimes just flow with things and go, all right, let me look at this from a different angle. Let me change the perspective a little bit. 
See, that right there, that's the money sentence of everything that you just said. Because things are going to happen to all of us. It's going to happen. Like when my gym got shut down. <laughs> you know, it's like that. a lot of gyms went under. Yeah. You know, a lot of gyms went under. And I shifted and started learning a new skill. Like I had, I had done a couple of these podcast episodes, but like I wasn't really, I, I didn't really lean into it. When the gym shut down, it's like, okay, we need to, we need to create something that can't, that can't be taken away from me. You know, so like even if YouTube and Facebook go away, like these videos are still mine. <laughs> you know, I can just find a, di- a different platform yep. to put them on. And you know, I got big into to virtual speaking. I was a- able to speak virtually all over the world. You know, we're talking India, Argentina, Australia, England, Ireland, you know, Thailand, like all over. And who would have thought it would have been that easy? But as you said earlier, you know, basically you seek and ye shall find. So what whatever you're looking for, if you're focused on problems, that's just what you're gonna find. Exactly. You know, if you're focused on obstacles, you're gonna find them all. Mm-hmm. But if you're focused on opportunities. You know, people always say, oh, all these doors just started opening. No, the doors were there. You just you, saw them. <laughs> you, yeah, it's like the doors were always there. You just didn't realize it was there for you. <laughs> you were forced to. Yeah, it's like you have to ask the question, what is this challenge making possible? Yes. And then you see the doors. And then you go, oh, well, it could push me in this direction, that direction, that direction. Like, that's what you have to do. I remember when as the pandemic started to set in and people were freaking out. And I was like, this is nothing compared to what I went through with my injury, right? I'm like, at least I'm <laughs> brain injury through all of this. Um, but I remember thinking, well, what is this making possible? And I kept asking myself, what's it making possible? What's-? And I went, like you, I went, oh my gosh, it's going to make connecting online so much easier. Everybody's about to go to the internet. Yep. And I, I grew my business globally during that yeah. time. Like it was some of the, was the best times and I'm still riding the wave. And it's like, I have friends now all across the world, like good friends. <laughs> no, I've never met them physically, but I would say like, we talk all the time. Yes. And I just look back and I go, so many people had a different internal response. And that's why I always teach that equation. Cause it's like the external world plus your internal response to it changed your reality. I'm sure there were people maybe at your gym that had a different internal response. Whoa, is me. This is so unfair. I can't believe this is happening. And their life did not turn out as well as yours did, I guarantee, over the last couple of years. And it's like yeah. your responsibility. Like no one's coming to save you. Look in the mirror. That's the person coming to save you. It's the stuff within you that you are too scared to look at. Like I think sometimes people are almost like afraid of, of their, their own light and their own power. And it's like, no, lean into it. Like you've got it. And your life has uniquely prepared you for the next chapter. Yes. So just high confidence. Yes. Yeah, so... I I started managing an anytime fitness end of April, early, early May. So I actually I actually canceled probably 24 podcast episodes just so I could focus on getting that place up and running right. And so I was thinking I'm gonna have to start all over again. And you know, because I was booking months in advance, right? So you just booked a slot, what, a couple of weeks ago, I wanna yeah. say. Right. So a couple weeks later, now that I'm back laser focused on it again, I'm booking into the end of February already. (laughs) And that's just the power of what you focus on grows. You know, so if you're focused on the what happened to me, there's not going to be any growth. Uh, So it's like, all right, this happened to me because I remember having that monstrous brace on my knee. I'm on crutches and I'm in Planet Fitness. You know, and p- people think, oh, I, I get injured. I can't work out for two months. You know, doctor said so. I said, no, no, no. Doctor said I can't stress my knee. Right. <laughs> I said, this, I got a whole lot more body left, right? So I'm crutching around. Like, I can barely walk. And I'm doing my machines. I'm lifting the dumbbells, crutching over to the next thing. And then once I got down to one crutch, same thing. I remember being in my wheelchair, playing basketball with my kids. And it, it's like, I didn't, I didn't stop living because of that injury, you know, going, going on, on hikes with them on, on my crutches, you know, I was teaching my fitness classes from my wheelchair. So like I'd show up, I was doing outdoor classes when this happened, it was in the summer and I'd pull up in my van, my clients would come, they'd take the, the wheelchair out of the back of the van. They'd help me get in it, you know, and then, uh, then I said, I'd bark at them for an hour. Then they'd help me pack up, put everything back in the van, you know? So it's, it's, it's all about, it's all about just focus, focusing in, on what you want most. 
And that's what I tell my fitness clients. That's what, what I tell the speakers when I'm helping them create this story. When you get to, people have what they want, what they really want, and what they really, really want. So when you step into what you really, really want, no outside force can shake you. Exactly. Exactly. And that clarity. And it's interesting, you know, I learned that when you have that clarity, that's when you actually can start to impact your external world. Like yes. you have to go through the process of realizing, okay, I have a choice of how I'm going to interact or react. But once you have that knowledge and that realization and you get into practice with this, you start to see that when you're clear energy follows the attention. And when you hold the vibrational state of what you want, all of a sudden you're going to constantly start seeing things. It's like, you know, I bought a Jeep recently and I started to see Jeeps everywhere. Oh yeah. Because my reticular activator in my brain went, oh, this is important to Danielle. I'm going to keep letting things in. Our brain is processing Mm -hmm. stuff all the time and only some of it gets to our conscious mind. So now Jeeps come in, right? And so if you have the clarity of what you're looking to create, focused in your mind all the time, your brain is now going to start letting things in that would have been there before, but you totally missed yes. uh, because it's now like, oh, we're going to help her achieve this, right? The universe is always working. Uh, it's compi- conspiring to work for you. It's just that if you're <laughs> not clear, then it doesn't know where it's going and you're going to be all over the map. But once you get clarity, it's going to come like it, it's going to flow like that. And you're, you're going to be surprised actually at how quickly and effortlessly, like this is when you know that you're on the right path. It's because it's effortless. Like the things that start to unfold, like you with your podcast, I'm sure it was effortless. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> to book in. Like it just, <laughs> it happens when you get clear, you know, everyone was standing there waiting. Oh, Robert's ready. Boom. We're here. Yep. Right. Um, and I, I really, if people can understand the power that's within them, it's like, like you're unstoppable and you need to just have that faith in yourself and, and don't be afraid to go after what it is that's on your heart. Like, yes. let my story be one to tell you, like tomorrow's not guaranteed. You have no idea what's going to happen. It's true. You know, my car accident, I had no control over that, but here it is. It, it happened and it woke me up to a lot, but it also woke me up to the fact that I need to be present today because tomorrow might not come. And so what am I doing with today? How am I having power with, with who I am, with who I'm impacting, with what I'm doing with my, like every minute of my day, I'm really conscious about it. And so I'm living my best life every single day, not waiting for it to come. Like it's now. Love it. So before I give you the final words, what what I want to share really quickly, because it complements what you just said. The power is in the struggle, right? It's in the struggle. So I mentioned earlier, I think I mentioned earlier anyway, that I I do a lot of obstacle races. So a a lot of them I do for my own personal enjoyment. But I mean, I do them with my clients as well. I say Mm -hmm. it's kind kind of like a test because you're there, you're training, you're throwing the weights around, you're carrying the sandbags and all this other stuff. And then we go to the obstacle race to really see what you're made of. But this past weekend in New Jersey, a few of us did three races in that one weekend. We did a 13 and a half mile race on Saturday. And then on Sunday, we did two, a 6.7 mile race and a three and a half mile race. It was chilly. It was windy. It rained a little bit off and on. The conditions sucked, right? They absolutely sucked. And, but the going through that is where the growth is though. You know, when you can't feel your fingers, where it's raining, you get to an obstacle and it's soaked, you know, and you see people just defeating themselves before they even get there. Oh, those monkey bars are going to be all wet. I'm going to go straight to the burpee pit. And my mind is always like, how am I, how am I going to do this? Yeah. You know, how am I going to do this? Like this, like falling off of it never enters my mind, you know? And I just share that because in every facet of life, you see that. You see people defeat themselves you know, um, I actually did an episode about false problems. You know, it's like people create a problem that's not there. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like just because it's a little difficult or it may not look the way you may have planned for it doesn't right. mean you can't get through it. Right. You know, doesn't mean. So get up there and be like, all right, how can I get through this? What technique can I use? You know, like, can I hang on long enough to make sure I don't fall? You know, and going back to that whole reframe, like we were both sharing this whole time about staring down the problem, 
how am I going to get through this? You know, they said I can't. They said I can't. They said I can't. They said none of that matters. Doesn't matter. Yep. <laughs> what do I think I can do? I think I can get through this. Mm-hmm. You know, so and and close the cut, guys. We can talk about this forever. <laughs> you know, so so in closing, I want you. Again, again, address address that non-athlete one more time, right? Just address that. Because I think it's easier for us as athletes to just come and say this, you know, but to that person that just struggles with that and they're riddled with self-doubt and they're riddled with the imposter syndrome, like give me like two or three steps that you would give that person that that they can do today to Mm -hmm. start helping them reframe their mindset. You know, well, my book, I've got four, four chapters in it. The first one is observe. So these would be my steps to you. Number one, observe the reaction you're having to the situation. All right. Are you feeling scared? Are you feeling unworthy? What, what is it? Like what's within you right now that's getting kicked up? And I, second thing, I want you to now realize that the opportunity is in front of you to deal with that because the external circumstance was just the weather pattern to kick that up within you. And when you have that perspective, you can step out and go, okay, interesting. (laughs) Why am I feeling this way? You know, and how can I interact and react with it differently? And that's the third step is the control piece. So you get to control how you interact and react. A lot of times our emotions, we feel that they dominate us and then they pull us all over the world, right? They don't need to. You can observe the emotion, realize that there's something in you beyond the emotions of your mind. And stop and go, interesting that that's happening. Now I want to choose. Rather than being scared, I'm going to lean on faith. You know, both are going to require me to believe in something that I can't see. So rather than be scared of what might happen, I'm going to have faith that I know what I'm going to need to do when the time comes. And then the fourth step is create. And it's to create the life that you want internally. Guys, nobody can take it from you. Nobody can edit that. That is your choice, your decision. You need to take your power back. And it is so empowering when you realize that you have the potential within to create and design your world just the way you want it. But it takes you owning that and going through these processes that I, that I just outlined before you can actually implement it on a, on a big way. Love it. All right. So let people know where they can uh, get in touch, touch with you. If you have any programs going on now, what do you got for us? Yeah, well, I say this. Uh, if you want to grab the book, brainbodyself.com slash ebook. Uh, it's free download. Just put in your email. It'll come over to you. And um, that's just my gift. I feel like we go through things so we can help other people go through it. And number one thing, really, the passion I have is educating people about the redox signaling technology, the technology that changed my life that I've gotten to touch thousands. I think if you have a health challenge, reach out. Let's talk about what this could be. Get educated on it. You don't know what you don't know. And if you're an athlete like us and you like to push your body and experiment with what the potential is within you, um, this will take you to a whole nother level. So um, there's a website. It's just my name, danielle.teamasia. Asia is spelled A-S-E-A.com. There's a contact me button there. Just click it uh, and let's talk. Don't go purchase anything. I want you to have a conversation, get educated, see what you want to do with this. And um, yeah, honestly, Robert, like that's the most exciting thing that I get to do is witness people's health unfold in a, in a whole new way. Love it. Yeah, I, I say the same the same thing in the, you know, in the fitness room, just watching people do their first push up, watching them, you know, swing the heavy, heavy kettlebell for the first time or climbing the rope and doing the gymnastics rings. And, like that's the part that gets me out of bed. You know, like my, my alarm goes off at 420 in the morning, you know, five out of seven days. And do I love getting up that early? No, <laughs> but it's like, I love getting to the gym and just watching people jam. You yep. know, it's like, that's, that's why I do it. Like I had, I've had multiple business coaches with, with like, Robert, if you want to scale, you know, you got to stop working in the business. I'm like, but this is what I like to do. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, I want to be here. I don't want to watch videos, but like, I want to be here the moment it happens and mm. you see their faces light up and, you know, you see, see the joy or even at the obstacle races when they conquer something for the first time, it, it, they literally light, light up like little children. <laughs> you know? yes. And I love it. Me too. You start to see the potential within people. And it's yes. like, wow, they're tapping into that essence. And it's like, it's yes. the most exciting thing. I call them goosebump moments because they just, yes. they are. It's amazing. 
Yeah, I call it watching people step into their confidence. Mm. That's such a it's such a great feeling, and it, even help helping people with uh with speaking, you know, because like I help people that are like really green, you know, like not who are seasoned speakers and they want to go better, like people that have a story to tell, they just don't know how to tell it, right. and you know, just getting with them. I usually use this this platform and just listening to them work through it, stumble, work through it, stumble. You can see, you know, the the uh, nervousness in the cheeks and, you know, like the lip quivering. But then when they finally nail it, it's like, there it is. There it is. You yep. know, it's like, love it. And then that, that gives your own life more meaning, helping other people overcome their own challenges. And then we can relate, we can relate to them from overcoming our own challenges. And like, that's what we're here for. Like, that's what people don't understand. And every one of us has it. Yep. Everyone. Yep. So thank you very much. As I said, we could, God, we could go on for hours talking about this stuff. I know. I know. Thank you for having <laughs> me on. This was a blast. My pleasure. And so we're definitely not going to hear, hear the, the last of you because uh, my <laughs> October, my October panel is already set. Let me just give you a little preview of how we do this. So this is the last one, I believe. But there's one on October 15th where I'm actually bringing back six of my, my former guests. And we pick a central theme that everyone can, can speak on with their own experiences. And we just go round table. Mm. It's, it's usually on, on a Saturday, early afternoon. Oh, fun. And uh, yeah, if that interests you, I'll keep you in mind for, for, the, uh, for the November one. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I would love that. Awesome. And then, yeah, watch your email because I'm going to shoot shoot you a bunch of uh, contacts for other other pod my podcast friends that uh, oh, thank you. you yeah. would uh, do, do well on their on their shows. Oh, so. thanks, my pleasure is what it's all about. It's all about networking. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, this was awesome. Have yourself a great day and I will be in touch. All right. Thanks. All right. Take Bye. care. All right. So if you tuned in late, make sure you go back and watch the entire thing because we dropped some serious golden nuggets on this one. I told you it wasn't going to be just another mindset episode. You know, we're giving you things that you can that you can do today. You can have that shift today. You are one decision away from changing the direction of whatever is holding you back. One decision. Just have the courage to make that decision today and stop listening to the outside world. When I first started speaking, I got told I wouldn't be taken seriously if I show up in a tank top. Here we are, 244 episodes later. I've been probably featured on over 50 podcasts. I've been over 300 online publications, and I've been on TV a dozen times. Okay, So don't let other people put limitations on, on you. Figure it out what it is you want to do. Have the courage to take that first step and then watch all the doors that open for you. I will see you next Tuesday. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com. Till next time, shut up and grind.